This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. This is Running Together. So welcome and kia ora to all of you. Whether you live in Aotearoa, New Zealand or around the world, the internet and Apple podcasts allow this show to be aired pretty much anywhere. Confidence is something that can be incredibly powerful in some and completely absent from others. A simple example is, am I confident of being a good host on the show? I don't have any training as a host, so that may be a factor against having lots of confidence. There are lots of podcast hosts out there who I listen to that seem very adept and professional, which I feel I don't measure up to. Another point against confidence. However, perhaps my expectations are a bit unrealistic, and so long as my guests feel heard and can express themselves well, then I have done a reasonable job. A better job if listeners find that they have learnt something worthy of their time. So, let's see if this is the case today. My guest is a person who, like me, does not have national honours or similar as a runner in their past. Yet, in a few years of running, he has become a major force in his club, improved his own performances substantially, and helps mightily in support of others achieving their goals. I am eager to hear about his journey to now and learn why he seems a powerful force for good in the running community. Phil Lindsay, welcome to Running Together. G'day, Pete. Phil, full disclosure, but I have never thought of myself as a 400-metre runner but admire those who power around one lap of the track. We ran together last month over that distance. Can you share about your experiences of that race, both preparation-wise, the run itself, and afterwards? <laughs> or have you removed it from your memory? Oh, I have from removed memory? it from my memory. That's dead right. I'll start, at, I'll start at the beginning. Your recollection. <laughs> I'll start at the very, very beginning, and that's uh, the 400-metre race itself. I guess it's, it's one I fell into at school, and I could run okay at 400. And I've always thought the fast-twitch fibres are way better than the slow-twitch fibres, and I can attest to that by a 1K time trial. I'm pretty knackered at the end, where I'd rather just run, and run for that one minute quite well, – Best of my abilities. Yeah. So, so we've been training for a bit over the summer, mm-hmm. and I thought I've always said if I'd run sixty seconds this year, I'd get the DJRS tattooed on my shoulder. The, like, that was a challenge. Wasn't that it? was a challenge. I've got okay. one for a park run as well, five k time. In summer, I'm a long way off both. But Don's been sharking me up all over the summer, and he goes, "Right, I say for this race, hit two hundred, no faster than thirty two. Okay. Maybe even do a 33. So we're liking to finish in about a 62. 
So we're just talking, by the way, for anyone who isn't familiar, we're talking about Don Gregg. Yes, we are talking about Don uh, Gregg. Our famous local uh, marathon runner. Correct. So he's giving you advice on a 400 metre. This is Correct. interesting. Yeah. Okay. The lover of the track, though, yeah. The lover of the track. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah, no worries, Don. Yep, I'll get that sorted. And I was actually meant to be in lane nine, and then uh, Phil Harrison came along and he wanted to be in the outside, and so I said, oh, I'll jump into lane one, that's no problem. <laughs> and, uh, and Lane's important. Well, <laughs> it is. Anyway... Gun goes off, I get to 200 metres and I look at my watch and I'm there in 29 and then I go, oh no, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is unsustainable and it's going to be all downhill from here. You shouldn't have looked at your watch, you <laughs> well, would have been fine otherwise. Well, maybe. And uh, yeah, sure enough at 2.50, the wheels fell off as any 400 metre runner knows and you're stuck and you're really stuck and you just, you're a million miles away from home. Because I was in that race, yes. I know exactly how you feel. It feels as though the end will never come and that everyone's watching you and everyone Correct. seems to be passing you or getting further and further away from you. So That's right. And, and, it, and it did end horribly. Um, I, I crashed, <laughs> I died, and then I resurrected myself and I did announce to the people in the stand that that is the perfect way not to run a 400 metres. <laughs> but I guess it's really good and I've really enjoyed the track this year because it's, it's a good vibe down there. I've met a lot of people. And really, I, I kind of put it, you're playing golf against yourself. You're not competing against the others. You're really only competing against yourself in your own time. So yeah. well, that is me personally. I, I'm no racer, really, in, in that regard. I don't care enough. But yeah. I do enjoy the, uh, the ability to try and hit your times that you want to. Yeah. So, so it was a great warm-up. It was a... For the race, everything, yep. Well, All the stars the t- were aligned. Regarding the tattoo, it's still a possibility because there's plenty of months left in the year. Well, what it has done for me and is um, given me motivation over the winter to give track another good go, a real go next season. No, it's good. It's, it's been good. And it's, and it's been good to mix up a bit of speed with just the road over the winter. It's been good to freshen up. Yeah. I sometimes feel I'm just a desperate old man trying to relive childhood <laughs> dreams, which is which is uh, I'm not saying about my fellow runners, but um, yeah, oh, I, I do have that feeling there and then. You are a DGRS or Don Greg Racing Stable for any who don't understand what that acronym means. You're a, a DGRS member. Can you tell me a little more about this running club? is it's a little different from other athletics or running clubs in Christchurch, I believe. Yeah, sure. I'm a late uh, latecomer to the DGRS, relatively. I've been there for about three years. I think the story goes by... The DGRS formed as a bit of a, bit of a joke, really, at the Buller Marathon one year, where there were some T-shirts printed of the Don Greg Racing Stables with our fantastically... Uh, <laughs> piece, prancing horse pr- Prancing horse and, you were wearing, well uh, yeah, done you yeah, yeah, correct And yeah, and that was released at, at Buller And it, was, uh, it, w- it wasn't a club by any shape or form It wasn't a registered uh, club And from there, I think uh, it's always just been a, a running club A running team, but never a registered club And then it became registered mm. uh, about three years ago And from then it's just, the momentum's growing Really, mm. there's a big difference between a group of people running together in the formation of a club, yeah. and it carries with it a bit more responsibility. It 
just always been an inclusive club. Don would be the first person to, to tell you he looks after a person that can run 30 minutes for 5K to a person that can run 16 minutes for 5K. Yeah. Treat them absolutely equal and uh, devote as much time and attention to, to, to every member. I don't know if we do things differently. I've got a – it's about the athlete. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's about what can we do for our memberships? How can we keep on adding value? How do you convert the community runner to join a club? These are the hard questions, yeah. and there's no real easy answer because I think uh, it's quite intimidating to join a running club. You've got to be good. Or you feel you've got you to be good. You feel you've got to be good, mm-hmm. and you don't. This is it. This is mm-hmm. the big fallacy. And it's a mixture of also bringing in, I think, the corporates. I think there's a need for us to, I'm probably going um, off topic a wee bit, but uh, I, I see those as being important because they have a lot of the runners in the running community as well. I think the, we at the DJRS, we do uh, Pace the Park runs monthly. We've had uh, members join us through that, which has been good. But it's also something that I think we find it's important just to, to keep reinforcing that anyone can do it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's accessible. Mm. Yeah, come along and enjoy. Yeah. And, and that's where it comes back to you don't have to do it by yourself. Mm. There's always someone to run with. Yeah. I've been surprised. I mean, I've obviously not a member of DGRS, but I've been invited down to the midsummer track. Mm. session that I think is mm. usually run on a Wednesday evening and I was really surprised for a start the vast majority of the people there don't run track no. so this is you're thinking well why would they be down at the track well I think that it's a great opportunity for people to experience running on the track for a start of all different abilities and I was really surprised by the range of abilities. You had all these different groups that Don was organising, your your really speedy, super fast people, Mm. your not quite so fast, your averagely Mm. fast and your slower people. There were all these different uh, groups that were busily running around and there was each group when they run past the other would give each other support yeah. and I thought that was really impressive yeah. and that's one of the advantages I suppose of actually running at the track because obviously it's in a it's um, you know it's a 400 metre track so you can see how people are performing rather than you know if you're going around the park for example you might only see them once mm. that's true but and the main motivation for us going to the track has been um, twofold we have a, a formal sesh on a Wednesday night at 5.30 and that's for two years of the three years I've been there, has always been uh, meet at Air Street and we run round North Hagley. Start of, then we went to South Hagley. But the numbers outgrew that and with the pedestrians and the scooters and who feel a lot of ownership <laughs> of, of those those times of the day, they had first, first rights. And so we decided as a club, as a committee, let's move it to the track. So it was born through necessity, really, and a, and a wee bit of a duty of care to look after our members. And we've embraced that. We don't go there so much to, to just be on the track, but it's under lights. And it has helped that Don can see what's happening every 400 metres now. Yeah. 
and and you're right. He's we've got up to four or five, maybe six groups doing different speeds. Winter time, we're working out now. We're just just about to complete our first year of being at Napunawai. During the summer on a Wednesday, during the winter we go on a Tuesday. During the winter, I think we've topped out at 46 people, which isn't a bad number. It's a decent-sized group. Pretty much, and we're, we're more in the Masters. We have oh, seniors Masters. We don't have any juniors. And people make their way after work, and they come down. And then we'll have, yeah, um, it could be doing 10 by 400 metres. Yeah. And then, but you're dead right, Pete. Well, we, we do encourage each other. Um, and there's just nothing like doing your 400s in a bunch having your turn to lead, and mm. then um, sitting behind until it's your turn again. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot easier. Taking, taking a bit of a break yeah. well, as much as you can. Yeah. So I'm um, just curious, you didn't actually mention it, but how, how or why did you join the club in the first place? I mean, what, what, was, what happened? Well, <laughs> Dave Cox told me for a year to join the club, and it became, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I'll, you were already, it. sorry, you were already... Running at that stage? Oh, I've, I've, I've been running, I've, I've been, yeah, I've run on and off for a number of years. I suppose I went to Japan for a while and I played Weber rugby over there and taught in local high schools. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and then I, I thought I went into business, yeah. probably got a bit lazy, then come out and then start, start running again. And I think in about uh, mid 2000s, I thought oh, I'll do a marathon. And oh. and, I'd, and and I'd never done even a half marathon to be honest. But I thought, well, process driven. Here's a training plan. He's 16 weeks or whatever, and um, to tick the box and away you go. And I, it was actually the Queenstown Marathon in 2006, maybe. But it was it was the old course, so it started off where the Unslaw mm-hmm. goes. It was on the road pretty much. You went over the old bridge, but you went up to Millbrook and back again. Okay. And I think there were 61 people, and I got 60th. <laughs> In three hours forty nine, and it's uh, a reasonable time. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah, it was yeah, fifty eight other people faster than me. Dale Warrender won it actually that year in um, two hours twenty one, I think. And I think I was still yeah. going out at sixteen k, and he was coming back, <laughs> back <laughs> in. I think every stride of his was about twenty meters, and and so uh, post that, I thought, oh yeah, that, that that's all good. Bit of a shrug your shoulders at the end and ticked the marathon off. It wasn't really too life changing, and I think. Um, but go on to the next thing, and then um, Dave Cox and I would uh, go running in the hills every Wednesday and uh, in the weekends as well. We'd see. Generally, we'd do the trails up the top, and then on the road, we'd see uh, this group of runners. And we'd go, oh, it's the A team out again. We didn't know them from a bar of soap. A team. And uh, so that went on for a few years, and you'd never think, to cut a long story short, the A team was actually Dong and Shane, and uh, I think Mark Bailey, I think Sammy Benson Pope, and uh, a group of them, um, Ian Curd, and all running probably uh, up in the hills. And uh, yeah, you find yourself running with them. Mm. And it took me seven months to be able to, once I started running with them. But back to the original question, for a year, it was uh, – I didn't feel I was still capable of being in a running group, in a running club. So when I say – So it was more, what, just confidence or confidence? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, it, it really was. And so I know, when I'm saying 
it's confrontational or it's it's a hard work for a community to run and join a club. Mm. I'm only doing that through experience. Yeah. So I did join and it breaks down pretty much in two weeks. Yeah. You suddenly realise that you're, you're, you're a member just correct. like, or it's the fastest one. That's you're right. And it took me seven months. It took me seven months before I could go right out to the turnaround and back. It's about 22K we go on a Sunday, just about mm-hmm. two hours. 7.45 a.m., meet at sign of the Takahi for all those. And we go out the left or right, and you just chip away. And I think when you do join the DGRS, as any, and, and in any club, you have a six-month. If, you, if you, you do the sessions, this is the whole thing. It's no rocket science. It's just the secret sauce is just being consistent and doing the sessions and doing the runs in between. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a magnificent purple patch of improvement. Yeah, in fact, I don't think you'll get a greater one post that than the first six months mm-hmm. and what you get. I mean, it's, it becomes incremental and it becomes harder. So long as you don't overdo it, which is tempting, yeah. isn't it? Uh, you see your sort of performance improving and think, oh, if I mm. do a little bit more, mm. and a little bit more, mm. and a little bit more, and then, then suddenly the body goes, uh-uh, that's too much. Mm. Yeah. And I take my hat off to Don on that one. He's very aware of having a rest. Mm. Don's pretty, pretty aware of don't even run with a watch. Throw it away. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty old school, Don. Very much not letting your, your training journal dictate how you're feeling. Yeah. The other yeah. way around. Yeah, exactly, the other way around. We've talked about this before, but I'd like to sort of expand on this. There's been some ambivalence, I believe, among clubs about park run. It's recently been pulling all-time records. Higley Park Run has had at least three runs this year already with well over 500 runners on a Saturday morning. Most of those are adults and the combined adult membership from all clubs here in Christchurch may even be less than that. Do you see Park Run as competition or an opportunity for collaboration and cooperation? And maybe, to your earlier point, some new members. That's a no-brainer. Where else are you going to get your new members from? Current members having children and then joining the clubs that they run for. Mm. I mean, it's got to be embraced. Mm. Uh, Personally, that's the the question that has to be asked. How do you you take the community runner to the club? How how do you do that? That is the that's that's the question to ask. But like at school, um, there's a massive drop off in sports participation when kids leave school around that mm. 16, 17 years of age, yeah. where the school sport finishes, then the clubs take over. And there's been many years, I'm sure, of them trying to answer uh, that question. And I don't see this being too dissimilar. How do you do it? And we do park we do pacing for park run to become familiar. With our community, yeah, and we pick up a few. Yeah, that's great. You're but offering that, a service, aren't you? Well, we offer a service, and I mean, to the park runners, to the, to the park runners. Mm-hmm. But uh, our primary motivation isn't—it's not to capture new members, but it's to just making it fun. Yeah, I mean, membership will be a consequence of what you're doing. Yeah, it, it's it's going to happen, or it's not going to happen. Either way, just make it fun for those people. Take me back to your earliest experiences as a runner. Maybe it was a race against your mates at primary school or, like me, you were being chased by a bull on a farm. 
I'm always fascinated by what feelings those memories conjure up, the ones of moving through space at speed. So tell me yours, please. Wow, Pete, now we're going back. I'm lying on the couch. I had a pretty good childhood, and we were always pretty active. And I think I've always been um, pretty good at the short stuff. Mm-hmm. Long stuff didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, really. And this is where I'm only talking when I'm 10, 11 years old now at the moment. And uh, I, I used to do pretty well at the primary school type stuff and at the intermediate and then um, did okay at high school as well. Not brilliant, but I, was, I could hold my own. Well, we'd have the athletics days. Um, mate, oh, mate Craig of mine, um, he was running for Toc H at the time and I remember running the 400 against him. He pipped me at the line and the, really I think the... Pro- not a problem, but running is something which uh, it's been with me. But I'd also it's not the be all and end all. I haven't really sure. dwelt on certain one offs. I suppose in that regards, yeah. it's I've I've run a couple of ultra marathons, and at the end of one, this is this is <laughs> you did say you're going to get personal. But I finished it. It was the it was the Molesworth run, and finished the eighty four kilometres, and kind of went, okay, this is it. It's not Instagram post and a life changing moment, oh, or and or, okay. or anything like that. It was like, yeah, all right, we'll tick that. Good, all right, I'll go and grab a beer now, I suppose, and <laughs> and mingle and uh, and those things. So I mean, running's it's, it's fantastic. Um, and I think I've got more out of the people, very cliche for me to say, more out of the people I run with than the actual product itself. Than the actual events themselves, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm. Like when we go away, we'll go mm. to Buller, we'll have a great weekend. Dejuris have about 20 over there. Hamner, half, we have a good contingent over there. Road mm. Nationals, Road Relay Nationals, it's good. And we all feed off each other, I think, in that environment. It's more than the 10K I'm going to run. So it's the sort of shared experience mm. and that, that actually leads into my, to my next question. So I believe that you really train alone. So why do you train with others so often and how do you feel when you do? So it kind of relates to what you're saying. Mm. Can you sure. share with me sort of what um, the difference is? First of all, I'm lucky enough to have a flexible work schedule that I that I can take that, uh, and I don't take it for granted. Yeah, um, work from home, and I do have the flexible hours to be able to do that. I think it'd be quite different if I didn't. And Cloud's probably a good one to ask that question. I've probably run with her between five and seven days a week for the last two years. And She's your running buddy, pretty much. Yep, she wears it all. <laughs> and, <laughs> And we have you solved all the problems of the world? No, I think she just creates more. To be honest, <laughs> throws them upon me. No, we haven't solved. Um, we haven't solved too many at all. But the the beauty of what we've got is we'll go for a run, four thirty around Hagley. Well, I can guarantee you're not by yourself by the end of it. You generally pick up someone, and in fact, Anne and I went for a run last week, and by the end of it, there was about six or seven of us all running together. Oh wow! And it's just like 
Pied Piper a ham in a wee bit mm. and, uh, and you just latch on and away you go. Then you'll peel off at your different stages. And that's the, without any planning, mm. that's the success. Especially when it comes to like running in a session in, your, in a group, there's no, no better motivating way of getting through it than yeah. doing it with the other person. Mm. They're in the hurt box, you're in the hurt box. Yeah. You're doing your reps together, but you're doing it together. Mm. And uh, that's a pretty good experience, isn't it? Yeah, that's dead mm. right. It is very much. Yeah. I mentioned about confidence at the beginning of the show. We have so many people out there who doubt their running ability. You're mentioning about you know seven months of, <laughs> of preparing yourself to join the join the club, perhaps because of some long ago horrible experience, or because they have put on some weight as adults and feel they shouldn't run, that running is not right for them. There are also those who start running and get injured or who only run slow or who only run hard and don't seem to improve. Can you share with me how you build confidence in your running ability and how you have seen others improve their confidence as well? Following a training plan, for yeah. example? Yeah, uh, that's what it's going to come to. I'll give Donna's full credit. He amplifies it. And it's it's like the runner's world. Get fast in 10 week for your fastest 5K ever. Throw it away. Mm. Because you need to form habits that you're going to stick to. And that big habit is the consistency of running. Mm. And but I think that's just the biggest secret ever. Just get out there and do it every day. Nothing yeah. fancy. Mm-hmm. And then throw in a wee bit of speed work. You've got to keep sh- – I mean, the body's great at adapting, isn't it? Yeah. If all you do is run fast, you could still put on weight because the body's going to adapt to that. You've got to keep shocking the system. Mm-hmm. And so to make sure you're one ahead of what your metabolism wants to do and gets used to. Yeah. And that, that's where you're going to start just seeing – those shocks, just making sure that they mm. aren't too shocking mm. and too often, I guess – Correct. You need some indicators that you're on the right track, mm-hmm. and it could be a 5K PB. I seem to do it in four-second lots where others around me do it in 30s. <laughs> as long as you keep but, doing the four Well, this four, is it. Or it's, it's doing your Sunday runs, and it's uh, holding a great conversation pace, and you're still feeling good at the end. Mm. And I think the true one of the true uh, measures of, how, of your fitness is your recovery. And how are you feeling at the end, end of a session? Let's say you're doing, I don't know, six by one Ks. And you know that two months ago, six by one Ks was hard. And then suddenly you go, I could probably do another one now. Yeah. And so you go, okay, that's good. And that's that little indicator that I'm on the right track. Yeah. And for others, if you're beginning out, there's a very good chance you will lose significant amount of weight if you do go for that six month period you can have more energy okay so here's a simple and easy question for you how do we grow the running community (laughs) (laughs) yeah right simple and easy um well there's only two ways to grow a business and that is to sell more to existing customers or get more customers okay now let's put that into the context of how do we attract more currency to our community is memberships. It's obviously new members, 
And if we've been trying to get new members and it hasn't been working, how are we going about trying to get these new members? And therefore, maybe we need to shake up the model of recruitment and how we uh, market. Because I think more than ever, this is the ironic thing, potentially we've got a a smaller membership base of registered runners, yet our community running base has never been stronger. So what does that say? Hmm. What's motivating a community runner versus what's motivating a person, uh, one that has joined a club and been a club member for a number of years? And are the things that a club is offering actually attractive to a community runner? I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I'm thinking potentially no, and maybe it is things like discussed that it's uh, too confronting. Just not for me. I don't have time. The racing's at the wrong time of the year. I actually don't want to race because I'm not competitive. How many community runners are competitive? How many times have we told a community runner, any of our clubs, that you don't have to be competitive to join a club? Because I think the average community runner thinks you are a com- they are competitive people that join clubs. Yeah. I don't know if they are. Hmm. Probably we're all sit down and meditate over that one <laughs> <laughs> on, on how to do it and try and come up with some initiatives. I did tell you it was simple and easy. <laughs> Phil, thanks so much for coming on Running Together and providing those insights into your life and club running. So I wish you every success in the future and I look forward to running with you again soon. Thanks, Pete. It's been a pleasure.